welcome to Creative Reboot. So today is episode five, I think. And we have our very first guest, which is the wonderful Jen from Hell Yeah Tech. Um, She puts businesses online and she takes a lot of stress out of a lot of things for a lot of people. And she's very kindly agreed to be our guinea pig, which has got nothing to do with her being a tech expert. Um, So, um, Jen, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do? And we'll kind of start there. Oh, yes. Hello. Right. Put the socially awkward, nervous techie on the spot. Great. Yes, I am Jen. I run Hell Yeah Tech and I put businesses online. Um, I love to sit with my laptop configuring a system and that will be, I work in WordPress, so I bung them up online, bung up a WordPress site with Callbooker and newsletter integrated for people who just can't be bothered to do all that and don't like it, don't want to do it, not interested in it, frightened of it. And it's kind of like, well, let me do it. I'll put put all that up and do it properly. Um, So it's not going to come back and bite you on the bum. And then they can get on with doing the bits they love, which are the creation, the networking, the reaching out to people, um, the growing the business, etc., etc. Oh, how long have you been doing that for, Jen? Um, under hell, under the Hell Yeah Tech banner, it's been now. It was born in Krakow in 2017 so around the beginning of end of 2017 beginning of 18 I think so that sounds like a little story there tell us a little bit more oh what the hell yeah tech uh, the yeah, name and the crack hole where, where, where it was born yeah, yeah mm. like, like this because I know you travel a little bit don't you you, you nomad a little bit yes yes a lot, bit. A, lot. <laughs> a lot a bit a lot and, of it. um well I was running a business under another name and I got fed up with it because life had taken a big turn for me etc etc and I was like no I've got to come up with a new name and I'm shit at naming things I hate doing that side of stuff I hate being I hate like drawing and painting and coming up with ideas and so on I like organizing and filing and creating systems and so I was like well how am I going to come up with a name like so I spent about two weeks trying to figure it out and this is when I was living in Krakow for the summer and I went sod it I'm gonna go out and get drunk so I wandered over to the cashmere and uh, had a beer here had a beer there six beers later in the communist bar which is a a dive bar in Poland um with almost got spit and sawdust on the floors I came up with a name I love it that is such a great way of finding a name yeah Yeah, extremely drunk and hangover (laughs) from hell the next day and the business name is that not the best way to, to birth a business though? You just get hammered and then the next day, if it still seems like a good idea, you're probably onto a winner? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so, definitely. Um, there's a little bit there though that was really interesting to me when you talked about how you don't draw and you don't do this and that, but you're all about systems. And because obviously the, this is creative reboot. The thing we talk about is creativity. So do you see all of that tech stuff then as, as your creative outlet? absolutely yeah I mean I do you know draw a bit for fun and so on but yeah and I knit but generally for me I love like I see creativity in my folder structure within Dropbox and my naming conventions for clients and my workflow design like so I can design like you know what what happens yeah I go through workflow design at the moment it's wonderful it's so much fun so it's designing what happens when a client comes in going from first uh inquiry all the way through to you know engagement work on the project iterations of the project and then like project close and you know follow-up early life support um testimonial stuff that's just more than a flow chart. So I'm just, um, we're all grinning like loons. I know you guys fortunately can't see our faces because none of us after seven weeks of lockdown are looking <laughs> potentially <laughs> our best. But um, my hair desperately needs a colour. And anyway, but no, I'm really excited by this because um, a lot, uh, both of us, I think, have heard a lot in the in the past that um, 
in fact, one of the things that drove us to, to start the podcast was that people say, oh, I'm just not creative. And then you find out what they do and you're like, oh, but you are. You're just creative in a non-conventional, like what people think of as creative. I don't think covers creativity by a long, mm. long way. Um, and it's really lovely seeing you, both of us grinned, like seeing you and hearing you talk about that because because you can tell it's your a thing. real it's love there yeah, yeah there's a real amazing. passion for it it's lovely i love, love, love to hear that actually that's probably then is one because one of the questions we have is about uh, talking about that creative journey about how you um what you were doing before uh what you do now so kind of what what led you into what you're doing now really hmm. oh okay um hmm it was okay i'm gonna zoom right out at very high level because i'm old so i've been around the block a few times i'm 49 years old oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still like looking and going who the hell is that 49 i'm like what no but anyway so i started um for with from with a degree in languages then went into tefl um, teaching English as a foreign language. Then I went into, took a couple of IT-ish type courses and blagged my way into an IT job because I was kind of like, I'm nearly 30, I've got to get a proper career. <laughs> oh, I get old. And it was like, okay. And um, then I spent the next 10 years going through that, um, started help desk, server engineer, application support. Um, license manager, service transition manager, for which I have my nice little blue badge. And then I went insane and just went, I need to get out of here before I go mad because the corporate world doesn't suit me. Um, that sounds about right, doesn't it? I think uh, yeah, Carla and I are both nodding because we've both had a <laughs> similar thought as well, haven't we, Carla? I think there is there is a point where you crack, and once you've cracked, you can't ever go back. Really, I think it you become not unemployable, but uncorporate employable. Uncorporatable is that a word? Oh, I like that word. It's yeah. a good word. Yeah, very good. Cool. Yeah. So, so from that point onwards, then you you had this this light light bulb moment. Uh, did you quit straight away did you decide to start something alongside it how did how did you work it out oh I just like I just didn't do anything sensible I just quit I mean I got <laughs> together of all my and finances and consolidated them all and everything and blah 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 did all that or yeah remortgage while I still had a good credit rating etc etc and then I just went hooray and then I landed I started work as a virtual assistant, landed my first client as Marianne Campbell, Free Range Humans. Fantastic. Um, which was pretty darn good. Yep. And went through that. And that was, I've been, yeah, I was virtual assistanting for a long time. Um, then I just put the techie stuff together with the, um, with the virtual assistanting. Um, then I renamed the business to something else, which I'm not going to name because that name's gone now. And then life farted copiously in my face. <laughs> I love your turn of phrase. It just never fails. Oh, so up. I love it. Just because love we it. all probably know what that means as well. So Yes, Lady Luck pulled down her pants and farted copiously in my face. And um, <laughs> which, you know, was like, there was health issues. There was like selling my home. There was um, divorce. Um, there was go, you know, going off traveling, which was wonderful. Yeah. So it had a very happy ending, um, but obviously it made it very difficult to run the business for a little while and that's when I mentioned the going out and crack off and getting drunk and renaming the business that's where you know it wasn't long after all that had settled that I went you know I want a fresh new start and hence hell yeah tech was born so that I think leads really nicely into um into the I mean we, we always say oh we're not going to structure our questions and then I think even when we did it with each other we kind of did because it yeah. it helps I think a little bit mm -hmm. um so how did you get from the the morning after the night before <laughs> I guess how did you get in from Krakow. there to where in Krakow where how did you get from there good good city to choose actually it's one of my favorites um yeah how did you get from there to here how what would what would you what would you like to tell us about that from where to from Krakow? From, from, from no, well, from the presumably on a plane, one would hope. But um, 
look, I, I didn't say I was a good interviewer. I said I was podcasting and photography. I didn't. I never claimed to be good at uh, interviewing. Um, no. So how how did your um, once once you once you sort of renamed the business and decided that that was did you change anything about the business did you change anything about the way you worked um to kind of bring you to where you are now because as i understand it now you can work pretty much anywhere you fancy doing all the things that you offer but you don't have to be anywhere specific for it do you no and the answer to that question is no i didn't change it <laughs> excellent but okay. i'd already in the back of my mind when i started this whole thing whole journey I had in the back of my mind, I want to get traveling again because I remembered um, living abroad and working abroad, doing the TEFL stuff. I loved it. I wanted that back. I um, took a wrong turn in my late 20s and I settled, packed myself away into a corporate shake box. I mean, that would have been, that was the beginning of the century, like 99, 2000. So there wasn't social media. Um, obviously, there was the internet, like, duh. Um, well, just about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I could, I, we could go into the history of the internet here, but I won't bore you. <laughs> I don't know, we, we might do a whole episode of that. that sounds oh, fun. my goodness. <laughs> a lot longer than people think. And, um, but yeah, it was kind of like, I'd taken that wrong turn. I'd always designed the business to be, to be portable, to go, to be able to work from anywhere and go anywhere because... The word thread that runs through for me is freedom. Okay, I like um, Specifically time freedom. And this is why I made a crap VA as well, because VAs, virtual assistants, usually like, you know, they get a piece of work and they just like do it. Then they have more or less kind of set hours where they're like, you know, I'm around for this time and that time. I want and I, my business to be... Um, if I want to go out into the woods and sit on a log and write, I'm going to do that. If I want to lay on the beach and stare at the sky for the day, I'm going to do that. I, I really, that. yeah, I really needed that time freedom. Okay, so that that leads me to um, a question that is not is not a general question we ask, but one that I think just listening to you speak because I also very highly value freedom and I'm also rubbish at doing stuff. Um, kind of immediately I'm told to do it I can do stuff I can work to deadlines quite happily and I never miss a deadline but I need to be able to set my own um, and manage my own clients expectations which I really struggled in a day job when someone else was setting my deadlines for me so my question to you would be if you if if any of our lovely listeners are or indeed us to be fair but I think we've we've established quite good uh, freedom of time I think um if if you were starting a business now or you were or you had kind of the bare bones of a business would you structure it from the beginning with that freedom or do you think it's possible to pivot I am beginning to hate the word pivot <laughs> now we've had finally, the pandemic. I'm so pleased you're beginning to finally hate the word pivot I've hated it all along but it's a whole but, other um, subject <laughs> yeah um do you think it's do you think it's something that if you know that's what you want you need to design it from the start or do you think it is possible to kind of tweak your business as you go to to become more freedom-based I think it's totally possible to tweak it as you go along. And in fact, I would say if you start defy trying to build it along the lines of like, oh, it, it must be like this, you can end up like not doing anything because you've take you've kind of constrained yourself a little too much. Okay. So in a way, I'm sort of saying even if you had time constraints on your business. In fact, trying to get rid of time constraints might constrain your business, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. that makes so sense. I'm trying to say as well, try, if you're starting out, don't set yourself so many rules. Hmm, I mean, I had it like I wanted to, I knew I wanted my business to be, you know, I knew I wanted to travel again, even though I was married and settled down and all the rest of it. I knew that was like, I knew in my heart that was going to be, that was going to disappear and I, I was going to travel again. I knew, I knew, just knew I was leaving. Um, I always, ha I had it as an aim. Okay. So it was always in there. Um, but when I started, you know, I, I, as I said, I started as a virtual assistant and it was very much like, you know, no, I need to be working at this time, and doing this at this time. But it was always when I was planning the next steps. It was yeah. like, 
okay so moving in the in the direction that you because I've always um, described actually with my day job so the last day job I had as day jobs go was pretty much perfect I mean it still wasn't still wasn't what I wanted but it was pretty much perfect for a day job and lots of people said to me oh it's like you designed it how did you manage that and I was like I think I just each time I changed jobs moved more in the direction I wanted to go until I found myself in the place and then that was the stepping stone to go full-time with the business after that so I think that's that's very wise It's, it's all about iteration you said iterations earlier didn't you it's kind of like that but with instead of with systems with your system of getting to be self-employed if that indeed is what you want I think uh, one of the things we definitely wanted to highlight um, with this series is that each person's balance is unique so each what what works for each person not everybody will want to be full-time self-employed some people will be listening to you going oh my god I need structure I really want more structure than that I could not cope with that and some people will go that's it you've just put into words what I needed and I think that's really magical I was going to actually jump in as well and say there, um, what you were saying, Jen, makes a lot of sense to me because part of the thing that I wanted to do about with my business was make it so that it was completely portable because I made the decision to, you know, move halfway across the world and leave my family and friends behind. So I wanted to have that freedom, again, that, that, that word, to be able to take my business with me so I can still go and see my friends and family and not have it affect um you know me earning an income as well so that um is really interesting to hear hear your thoughts on that I was I was wondering if I was the only person who had that kind of thought so it's nice to know I'm not the only one out there who uh, who thinks that way no no and I think Carla what you're saying about other people some people listening to this might be thinking like oh, you know oh, I need to do it like this or I need to do it like that um it's kind of like you need to know how you want to live. You know what I started out with, with the business? I started out designing how I wanted to live day yeah, to day. I like and that. And then built the business around Me that. Yeah. And if you know that, it's much easier to build and much easier to say yes yeah. or no to things, various yeah. things, um, bear, bearing in mind what you know that you want. for. So actually, interestingly, I think I probably did something broadly similar. Um, lots of people were very surprised when I eventually bought my house because they didn't expect me to want to put down roots but for me anywhere has always been time-based rather than place-based so I am just as happy in my living room with a cat and a laptop as I am on a beach with a laptop in fact I'm probably happier at home if I'm 100% honest but I the time freedom is the anywhere bit whereas when you're in an office you have to be in an office and you have to be there when your boss says and it was that stuff so it's really really interesting to see the different sides and the different ways and knowing how you want to live I think is really important actually because we kind of get pressurized to live in a certain way and meet certain expectations which actually none of the three of us have done which I quite like (laughs) we're all quite unconventional in our ways so yeah so all this talk about freedom and all of your the journey you've taken so far I think leads perfectly into our next question so Jen what has been your most glorious moment so far oh gosh I don't know I can't think of <laughs> that is a mean one to spring on you I'll be honest like we, it's a lovely it's a lovely question but it is it's hard uh, to be unwarned about I can never choose one Oh, well, then I, tell us more than one. That's tell fine. us more than one, yeah. It's just like, you know, when you're... I mean, there's plenty of shit moments when you're trying to, like, make money and you're, like, your clients cancel and things like that. But then there's things where you go... You, you I mean, a lot of mine have related to travel when I'm walking through some place going, like, wow, I live here. This is amazing. Or when, you know, I can go down on the beach. Like, I was just living in Mallorca at the beginning of the year before the coronavirus hit oh lovely and um just 30 seconds walk from the beach and and the moments when I go you know I've had an idea and I don't have to put it in writing and submit it to the boss for them to give approval and then like maybe it'll be put into the business management system and maybe I'm like I just don't have to argue with people anymore when I have an idea, I can implement it. I only have to argue with myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you're always gonna, at least though, you're always gonna win if you argue with yourself, I feel. So that's Oh, it. I don't know. I sometimes find I never win if I argue with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, that's lovely though. Was I mean just that that thought of that's how much your business has given you, that 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 sense of 
I, I keep coming back to the word freedom. It's freedom. Just, yeah, yeah. I feel like freedom, freedom is, um, is something that runs through you strongly, isn't it? And I think that's really um, relatable because I think that's what a lot of us are craving. I think most people who want to go self-employed, at least to, at the beginning, do it for freedom. And I think that freedom, even when you are then further down the line, I think it follows you. It's something that you, I mean, for me, it's something that I'm very conscious of um, as I build and grow my business is that obviously I want my business to grow, but I don't want to be in a position where what I am doing is managing other people rather than working in my business and being my business because mm-hmm. I don't like managing other people. If I wanted to do that, I would probably go and do it for somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it helps you when you're, as you're growing your business, like you say, when you're you know, stuck at three in the morning, like trying to figure, figure out some problem because you've bitten off more than you can chew or you've done it a bit wrong or, you know, you've made this mistake. You're like, oh God this isn't freedom I'm just like shackled to my desk at three in the morning (laughs) but then that helps you you go well this isn't how I wanted to live so how am I going to change things to make sure that doesn't happen again yeah I I think that you know that's probably the most interesting part of all of that for me is that you've gone I think most people um invent a life for themselves based on what they do for a living don't they whereas it you've done it completely the other way around you've gone with life first and decided what's going to fit in with that yes absolutely it was life first and it was figuring out what I like to do as well you've just reminded me this whole other piece that before I even went self-employed um sort of in the year 18 months beforehand I spent going, well, I don't like this. What do I like doing? So, you know, that was the time I got so many things off a of free cycle, you know, to try things out. As, you know, I got sewing machine, crafting stuff, bits and bobs. I went and volunteered in my local museum. So I had volunteer jobs. I went on endless talks, like, you know, lectures and seminars and things of various things just to try them out and see what they were like I did the London Sprite bike ride twice oh, wow. um, <laughs> it was just I did loads and loads of different things and tried loads and loads of different things and just the amount of stuff I got off recycle that just cycled straight back and went out again but I'm like you know what? I tried it I tried and what what an awesome way to do it to to try, try it without cost and to be able to then put that stuff when you're like actually no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sew I'm not a sewer that's not a thing I am and put it back out so somebody else can enjoy it I think that's a much better way actually than hoarding which is probably what I'm not a hoarder but I do tend to hang on to things because I am in love with the the person that it I thought I was going to be with that thing Yes, yes. I will um, say books, yeah, books. I don't buy books, but I am knowing to go into the library and go, Jen, you're only going to take out three books and walk out. It's <laughs> impossible. You can't go to the library and just come out with three. But I used to be a librarian. You definitely can't do that. It's impossible. Um, it's practically against like, rules. My husband says to me when, I, when we walk into my favourite bookshop, you can only buy one. And I just go, <gasps> <laughs> impossible. Oh, although, I have to ask then, Jen, do you have a Kindle or are you very much oh, a... Yeah traditional book i love a traditional book but i have a kindle obviously for the traveling yes um, but if it's a book that i buy off of kindle like recently i've bought i bought the tiny habits book by bj fogg um, which i'm looking into because it's all system it's mm-hmm. like system for behavior design it's, so it's right up my street it's wonderful i highly recommend it um, but i bought it on kindle and working through it, I was like, this needs to be, I need a book book because I need to underline things and put little marks in. And, yes. and so, yeah. Yeah. I have ordered the book book and it's in um, in the UK, but in a different... That's location. suitably vague, isn't it? It could be anywhere, but that's good. <laughs> it's in the UK, but I can't get, I'm not, not going to get to it for the time being because of coronavirus. Oh, God. But yes, um, I like a book book for if I'm going to underline things and work through it. But. Especially, yeah, something that's important to you and your and your business as well. I've literally just bought yeah. the copy editor's handbook, which is this great big tome, which is going to take me years to read probably. But I've had it in digital format for so long and I'm the same. I've been reading it going, oh, I, I need a pencil or a highlighter just so I can <laughs> circle this bit and dog ear the page and keep that piece of information. Exactly. So where are we? Oh, let's, I've, I've lost my path of the question we've got to talk about books, yeah, that was it. I, know, books. <laughs> I feel like books make their way into everything, but they sometimes oh. derail it, because I could happily host a podcast about books, I love books, they're great. Yes. Um, what 
if you're willing to talk to us about it, if you're willing to share, what would you say you've struggled with most and how did you overcome that in your journey? What do I struggle most with? Oh, am I good enough? Um, yeah, the typical creative journey. This is shit. Mm. I am shit. Oh my God. Is it okay? It might be all right. Let's try again. Um, That's I... such a good description of my head. So I found that really fascinating that was someone who's very technical that you have um, those that same feeling of which obviously I suppose go back to what goes back to what I said about how it is still creative what you're doing but yeah I would have thought you'd been more systematic and more analytical about that kind of thing well yeah I do analyze it but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, no I, I'm also my brain as well doesn't quite isn't quite completely all on one side um when I did my language degree we used to do um the bits I was best at um, were the um, translation and stylistic analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual sort of speaking and writing, not so much. But the yeah, translation is very technical. It's a four-stage process. It's wonderful. So um, I did an arts degree, but I, I was best at the technical side of the arts degree. Yeah. So I'm not quite full-on, like, nerd. but I struggle with you know self-doubt am I good enough and also marketing oh god you know oh (laughs) that is the face I make about it as well you're in a very good company (laughs) why why what is it about marketing that makes you pull that face okay uh I just can't stand and the like, I, I, you know, I think marketing is all like, look at me, everyone, look at me, look at me, 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 everyone, look at me, look at me, everyone, 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 look at me, look at me, 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 <laughs> look at me. And I hate that kind of person. And we all hate that kind of person. And, you know, the best marketers actually aren't that kind of person. No, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, so, I'm learning to I see marketing as connection, as connection with the right people. And basically Absolutely. using it as an excuse kind of like we're doing now to hang out with friends and have a nice yes. chat and people who maybe aren't your friends yet but could be and mm. um yeah like it's it's been a bit life-changing actually because I had that same oh it's got to be looking and I don't want to do the pick me dance no one wants to do the pick me no. dance no. um and yeah that's that's interesting have you yeah. have you has your attitude to it changed do you think in in recent years or Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, just recently, actually, you know, in recent, um, actually, since the coronavirus hit. I know this is going to be completely insane, but um, I just went, you know, I've had enough of this. I've had enough. I have had enough of worrying about this. Is this right? Am I saying this right? Have I phrased that right? Oh, you know what? You could edit that. You could like, you you could edit that bit. You need to get your compelling introduction right. You need to get this right. You need to get that right. You need to get the next thing right. Yeah, if you're going to approach people, here's the best way to approach them. Don't say it like this. Say it like that. And then I think the coronavirus just like went and just went, fuck that. The coronavirus just went, right, let's throw all this shit out and start with what's important and what is important. I'm like, well, making money is important because it's a business. Um and um reaching the right people is important because it is vital to me that you know i get the the i want to see more diversity on the internet i don't want to see bro dudes all the time crushing it and mm. i don't want to see like thin white blonde women laughing at salad on the beach you know i want to see and I'm not saying I want to throw all those people out and destroy them. Yeah, I don't. And I don't want, like, lovely, fluffy, heart-centred, warming people. Like, and all those people are great. But I'm like, well, who's going to stand up for the people who aren't that? Mm-hmm. Who just, like, who just give a, want to stand up, make a dang difference, who give a shit about life, want to make epic shit happen, want to get out there and, um, you know, increase the diversity of the internet and... Um, but are also just ordinary people as well, aren't they? Rather than being like all these models and um, influencers and all that kind of Actually, thing. Actually, I'm going to jump in there because I've known Jen for quite a long time now. And I would say that's something that you do incredibly well is you reach those people who want to do the thing 
but they don't have the technical knowledge to do the thing so they don't do the thing and you bridge that gap so you get them online however it is that you you know you you either get them to fix their tech or you teach them how to fix their tech or you put their business online in a box which I know we'll talk about you've got a new offer which we'll talk about at the end um and I think that makes such a difference because I think those are the people who actually are have got amazing stuff to say but without the technical skills they can't get out into the world so I think Mm. actually that's a that's a huge a huge thing and I know as well from experience that you do it in a very user-friendly manner you never make anyone feel stupid for not knowing what is probably basic to you but is and actually probably is basic once you do it all the time like some of the stuff I do with my website now if you'd handed that to me 12 years ago I probably would have cried so yeah I think this is this is a really good thing and I love that as a as a mission that's it as well because I could see people sitting there and they go look I've got this idea it's a bit mad and then they're already feeling like they're a bit mad anyway and then they come to the tech side and people are like <laughs> at them. and really worse so yeah. it's like okay look let's like you know you and me sit down go through this what's your ideas what do you want to do that sounds great you know what yeah right right let's get out there and don't worry about like all this like you know super shiny guru over there has told you you know you've got to build this and do this it's like yeah let's get it done and also um I know it needs to be done properly as well I know that sounds that sounds really awful but no it doesn't no it makes sense you know I've just seen so many I've seen so many people in the online business world go like hey it's so easy to set a website up here I'll show you I've made you a video and what they've made you is a little video which shows you how to use the one-click installer and I'm just like oh god and they haven't they've like missed so many things out I mean and so many bits and bobs they go there you are your website's up I'm like oh my god you know well you have you've forgotten that you've forgotten about performance you've forgotten about like how to keep this damn thing up and running you haven't Mm. told people about backups and updates so you know what six months from now they could have this website that's like this great big shocking like clunky thing that's stomping Mm. on the internet I think um, that's why we need people like you because web obviously not all hashtag not all web designers not all web people but it does seem it's a conversation I've had with quite a lot of people that web seems to be the one industry where people seem to be able to like half do stuff hand it over with no proper handover and there's just no retribution I think partly because the people who are receiving it don't know all the stuff that you've just you know if you've never had a website before you probably don't know that it needs security or it needs updates or it needs you know speed and performance and all the things that once you have run one for several years you do know even if you don't always know how to make that happen you know it exists but if you don't know they're not even going to know what to ask for so I think that's integrity in in web and tech stuff is something and I know that there are some good ones out there you are obviously an example of that but I think it's really nice to know for people that are starting people who are unsure that there's a kind of a fail-safe route out there exactly I mean it comes from my whole like ITIL v3 service transition background as well Uh, what the what now (laughs) she said words I did not understand (laughs) that was that was that thing where both of us just heard we like we like nerd alerts but that was that was that was maybe too much nerd even for me (laughs) when I was was in corporate IT I was in service transition which is all about taking new and changed IT services and making them fit into the business as usual environment seamlessly and without disruption now how that translates these days is like well let's get your website up online that fits with you and fits with the business you want to do and runs nicely because I know that you as a business owner don't want to be fighting techie gremlins at three in the morning while mm. sort into your Kleenex and gulping gin. Oh well that sounds like you the other week Carla. I was gonna say it's like you've seen my 2020. <laughs> No, because it's hard starting a business. You've got to be out there like, you know, you're creating. And for a creative, that's the easy part. But then you're out there telling people about it and you're keeping that energy going and you're keeping that buzz going. And if you've then, you know, as a, you know, I find, the, you know, I fully believe in the joy of tech, you know, but not everyone does. And if, you've, if they've then got to sit down and go, okay, 
I've now got to trawl through Google and read this article and read that article and try and figure this out. It tramples them down. It pisses them off. It takes them from joyful creation into, I just want to stab the world and <laughs> like, hide in my dressing gown. And it's kind of like, no, that's so why I come in and go, okay, well, we can, you know, getting it right isn't, it's not as hard as you would think. And I mean, I say a lot of the tech, you know, I'm not an uber, uber techie, you know, I don't code from scratch or anything like that. But it's most tech nowadays, you know, friendly, user friendly, drag and drop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's like, People say, oh, it's, you can do things in a few clicks, but it's knowing where to click. Yes. And yeah, if you know where to click, it's like, great. And, if you don't, I think, I think having someone that you trust to ask, which I think is the service that you excel at, actually, is being able to go. Um, so um, I asked Jen years ago now. Um, we, uh, we had a hack on another site that I run and um, actually ended up getting sorted by my business partner for that business so it wasn't so much of an issue but the first thing I did when when I realized this had happened was get on Facebook and go Jen shit this is a thing what do I do because it, it, I knew I knew kind of it would need to be cleaned but I didn't actually know any further than that how or, or what or what and it's having that trusted person I think to um to ask which actually then leads really nicely into another mm. question what? Can we have a little chat about your support network and how that's helped and if there's any um, kind of specific stuff that you'd like to share around that? What does support network mean? Uh, so people and groups and anything like that that may be, and this, we found that this varies in the people that we're um, sounding out for our interviews. Um, varies massively some people are super independent and haven't particularly needed anyone and some people have like eighty nine thousand people that you know without them it's like the oscar speech from hell because there's too many people <laughs> so, so um, we're just kind of interested to find out for each person what that looks like oh okay um i've been really introverty um for ages and ages with my business and like I said, coronavirus like smacked me in the face. And also it made me reach out more to people as well. Um, when they, you know, all my divorce and everything made me sort of not trust people for ages. So I went very insular. So support network wise, I find it really hard to trust people. Um, gosh, that's very vulnerable. It's very, very, very squishy, but also very, very relatable. I think all of us struggle with that. So I don't have a support network of people as such but I'm trying to put one together um for what oh there's another girl in her, Ellie do you know Ellie Tria she yes does, yes I do she's fabulous kindred spirits so I was like you know what that's what we need I need to find my kindred spirits um I need to find my oddballs and my weirdos and yes. um so I'm in the process of finding those. You two are very friendly in there. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are definitely in the weirdos camp, I think. Uh, the oddballs yeah. and weirdos, I think that seats us down to the ground. Yeah. I think that's something that's been missing out my business. I've been so focused on the process and the systems. I'm like, okay, you know, apart from, yeah, obviously the people, the clients, definitely, you know, I've yep. focused on them. But I, I you know, I want to, yeah, it's something I want to, build out a bit and obviously I've got Marianne at Food and Humans as well She's another like, fabulous oh. human she's she's agreed to be on here actually we've just we've got a oh, we were working out the tech you're one of our guinea pigs so that we can get her on further down the line and look like we oh, know what we're doing I was in there I've been a guest and helped you with the tech she'll she'll that'll that'll help she'll yeah. go oh right <laughs> definitely so um <laughs> But no, I think, I mean, that's, that's, I think actually you picked up on something that I definitely felt that I have, I'm very lucky that I've got very supportive friends and family, but one of the things that it took me a while to build was a business support network. So people who were also running businesses, uh, free range humans was a massive part of that for me, like finding people that got it for the first time in my life, meeting Sarah, I think for both of us was quite life-changing having someone who was doing not only the same kind of thing, but actually the same thing, which was exciting. Um, and it is, it's, it's really hard to, to find people to trust with your scary little idea that everyone thinks you're a bit weird for. So it's, that's, I think is a really important thing to, to be able to say, actually, I'm looking for these people, but then you've got to do the like weird icky bit of 
telling them stuff and hoping that they get it and that's the, and that is the point is that it's the people um getting it isn't it because not everybody gets what it's like to run your own business or to um you know to be doing all this thing for yourself people just a lot of people don't understand that even to the point of silly little things like my husband doesn't understand half of what I do on a day-to-day basis. I don't have a husband because of that actually not because of that but I don't have one one of one of the many reasons <laughs> one of the many reasons yeah absolutely uh so then Jen uh what do you wish if you sort of looked back now what do you wish you'd known right at the beginning of your journey to, in you know with your business Ooh, what would I wish I'd known um you don't have to plan everything to the nth degree Ooh. you know what yeah and I'm I'm a huge planner I love like a good spreadsheet yeah you if you can get like 70 percent there you can you can wing the rest oh, um people are the most important help for your business in that, you know, talk to your ideal clients more at the beginning. Even if you're like, you know, um, not looking and just just talk to them like you would talk to a mate. Don't look on them as potential clients. Mm-hmm. Don't try and sell them anything. Just listen to what they say. So do your research calls, you know, that kind of thing. Because they'll just write your website copy for you. If you just write down everything they say, that's that's pretty much how I get all my copy. I just listen to what people say and then repeat. Um, Excellent. I like yeah. that. As a copywriter, I very much like that. Um, that uh, yes. Yep. Just talk to your people more and note down what they say. And um, okay, you know, me at the beginning, you know, me now for me at the beginning. Um, I would say as well, you don't have to, you know, be very aware of. Like you don't have to fill in seventy thousand worksheets on things. <laughs> you don't have to do all the courses. You know, you don't get caught in procrastination. And um, you know, I, I have seen, I have not my can't claim that one, but I have seen people up on stage go, you know what, women overcomplicate everything. Yeah, women, you overcomplicate everything, you know, you overcomplicate everything. Oh, and by the way, I've got this course for sale that'll teach you how to do this. And it's 347 pages and it'll teach you how to produce one line. I'm like, oh my God, can you not see the irony? Yeah, it's not as complicated as you think it is. It really isn't. That was a brilliant answer. That was fantastic. Yeah, no, I love that too. Um, And actually really sound advice, I think, because... um, It can be very easy, I think, especially at the beginning. But I think there's also a point when you sort of when you're past the initial establish, like establishing yourself and you're kind of moving on and you're getting clients. and It's all kind of behaving itself. And then you suddenly get assailed by this massive wave of self-doubt that goes, oh, shit, what if I'm not doing it right? And then you dive back into the courses. Um, yep. You're both nodding, which means it's not just me that's done that good. Um, no. <laughs> Um, and I think actually it's really good to know um, actually I've, I've been doing some filing today and I've pulled out some old courses and it's been amazing to see my mindset shift from when I was first doing them to now and I think there are things but I think I would approach doing them differently now I think now I would flick through and pull out the stuff that I need rather than religiously working through the whole thing whether or not I want to so yeah I think that's yeah. that's really interesting yeah. I think you you also kind of touched on our next question so well done for, for leaping forwards there Jen <laughs> our question is what advice would you give to our fabulous creative listeners is there anything else that you'd want to add to what you already just said um trust yourself you're you're your best expert on you Mm. so i think you know rather than i i you know instead of just looking outside for like you know going going into major research mode and saying oh you know is my idea going to work let's go on the internet and have a look at this that and the other or going around talking to everyone you know I've got this idea do you think it'll work la 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 I would spend a lot more time really allowing yourself to go to dream and go what is it I really really want you know how you know just the the phrase that comes to mind is like in um oh god that film snatch where um the betting shop gets raided and she goes all bets are off so whenever i'm like coming up with ideas it's like right all bets are 
off. All assumptions thrown out the window. Just dream, 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 dream. Um, you know, dream as if you had endless money, endless time, endless everything, and really get clear on that. And then your next step is like, right, now I know what now. Now I can move forward with how to make all that happen. I love that. I feel like that deserves a round of applause. That's fantastic. Oh. Very good. Very good. That was amazing. Advice. I love that. A mm. um, little bit teary. That was really lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> She's literally wiping the tears I'm literally away. wiping my eyes. It's got nothing to do with sneezing. It's because that did make me a little bit emotional. Oh. Thank you. I think that was absolutely fabulous. Um, and I think there's some really good advice in there. Um, I think one of the things I'm going to like the most about this podcast is that we get the advice that amazing people are giving us too, yes. which is wonderful. So Jen, time to plug yourself. What are you currently offering, creating? What would you like to tell our audience about? Um, what would you like the world to know? Um, I know that you mentioned your online business in a box, um, but you can tell us about anything you fancy. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, go for okay. it it's time to sell yourself be me 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 me, 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 me. But, but also not no see these are these people listening if they've got this far it's because they like you exactly yes me listen to me listen to me listen to me 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 the website is www.helliatech.com i do two things on there um i put businesses online so and that is the online business in a box and that is for someone who's um gone you know what i've got the you know i know what i want to do i'm raring to go but the tech's in the way i'm like right let's get you up with a website let's get you a call booker if you want it you know where people say i'll oh, book in for a call with me and you click this button and you pick the time so all that set up with all the process um, and or a newsletter if people want to go the newsletter route and say oh you know I'm not taking someone on the phone right away I want to send them a few emails first um, that's fine or both you know all of that done contact form business email so basically you've got all the tech stuff done amazing perfect yeah really good you also get in that a month with me afterwards to go right you know I show you how to tweak it and change it yourself because you're going to want to you're going to want to change the words around add more words you know maybe write blog posts things like that i'll show you all all of that and i give you a month with me so as you're going through it you know if you get stuck anywhere just shout you know send me an email i'll either um record you a quick video showing you how to do it um or send you an email if it's a quick couple of lines or um we can just hop on a call or I'll just do it for you generally if it's a one-off thing you know it's kind of like oh this has come up and I think you know that's something you're probably only going to have to do once every few years I tend to just jump in and do it because I'm not training some someone to do some piece of tech that they're not going to need to do for the next three years <laughs> makes sense because I invariably have... you find you've forgotten after three years how to do it anyway haven't you? Exactly. <laughs> I have a really quick question about that is the online business yeah. in a box suitable for established people who might be switching direction or who just want kind of a better more functional usable website or is it mainly aimed at startups what's your kind of preference it is both actually it is for people that are starting up and haven't got anything but it's i also take on and uh, in fact i tend to get more of these the people who've had a go at diying it yeah and they've come to me and they said look jen it's bollocks i've just put a load of rubbish on the internet <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i can't this get out and i've got this excellent okay that's useful to know cool <laughs> yeah so it's suitable for them as well fabulous and can we find you on social media as well yes uh facebook um i go on facebook i go on instagram um I'm, I, there's more more silliness on instagram and i'm on linkedin as well and i have a picture board but that is, i don't do anything to promote that and that is like my main one is just like a load of angry feminist things that i post which i really love and like and and the um binary genders and like yeah pro pro queer stuff and riot girl sounds fantastic kind of, i've just realized i don't did we cover your rolling monthly plans for tech people for tech Nobody. people for non-tech people come on card yeah so you've also <laughs> so along along with the business in a box sorry the other thing is we got sidetracked is 
is the tech support online, um, sorry, ongoing. Because um, people, when they get, yeah, they get their online business in a box and they get a month with me, and but they can carry on with that or people who are new to it can come in as well. And it's where I look after their website, do the updates and the backups and the speed optimization and the database cleansing. And, you know, just, I love doing all that. It's so <laughs> <laughs> um, fab. And if they, um, I mean, it's three levels. I do a very basic one of like just backups and updates, at, like which I'm lost at like a five or a month just for people who literally can't be bothered to do any of that. Like, like nice and easy. Goes up to like op optimization and trashing spam comments and malarkey. And goes, and then the biggest one is where you get me as well. So, and it's very much, it's not, it differs from, it's not a technical VA thing. So it's not like if you've got a VA and you go to them, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do the next thing? It's you're doing the work, but you've got the help. Yeah. So if you get stuck, instead of you having to go all the way around Google and around Facebook and so on, you've got one person to go to. Awesome. Brilliant. And I can vouch that that Jen has always had the knowledge that I've needed every time. Every time over about 10 years now, I've been like, fuck, what do I do with this? <laughs> She's had an answer or a link or a something for me to go to. So um, I can that in Google. Um, yeah, it's not, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm reasonably techie, but every now and again, I'm like, nope, definitely <laughs> I'm just pleased I now have someone like that that I can call right. on. Fabulous. <laughs> Just, just out of interest, have you ever done this? And she goes, no, no clue. No, no, I'm going to blissfully whatsoever. hand you over to Jen now. So now, now you have a Jen. Everybody needs a Jen in their life. Now you Absolutely. have a Jen in your life. Absolutely. <laughs> I highly agree. Definitely. Oh, Jen, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, I feel like I've learned lots today. I do, actually. I I'm feeling... No, I'm not quite feeling inspired to, to go and fiddle with my websites, but um, I'm she definitely still inspired by the other things I've said. It's just been a really bad year for websites. Um, what I should have done actually is got in touch with you in January, but hey ho, hindsight is 2020, right? So, but no, it's wonderful. Thank you for being our guinea pig. It's been lovely to chat. Um, and um, you guys listening, obviously, um, we'll pop all of the links that I can remember in the show notes. Jen's going to ping us some over as well. So hopefully everything that you've heard, you'll be able to get at uh, in the notes. Absolutely. I think we'll yeah. leave it there, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so Jen. much, Jen. Thank Have a good one. Bye-bye.